Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Welcome to After the Fact, our weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamars Community Radio. Thank you for tuning in and joining us this evening. Tonight, our time travel machine of quiz has landed on the year 1949. The final year of the, well, I was going to say the final year of the 40s, but I know that gets contentious for, I think technically the year with the zero on the end of it is actually the last year of the decade of the one before. Anyway, let's go and... Ignore all that and meet the team. So in front of me tonight, I have two people on the blue team. Let's go and say hello, blue team. Hi, I'm Anne. And I'm happy to be here tonight. (laughs) Wow, Anne, you're you're keeping your cards close to your chest there. (laughs) Welcome, 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 welcome back. Thank you. And your teammate? I'm Carl and uh, waiting for the Cornettos to arrive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Has someone put, other ice creams are available of course we should yes. say that first off yeah. secondly who has put the order in because I know nothing of this plan let's yeah. hope you're correct and across the table we go virtually across the table we go many many miles to Galway to meet the red team tonight say hello red team members hello I'm Michelle and I'm chilling in the attic Woohoo! don't melt and I'm Mike and I'm in the same attic yeah in the same attic yeah yeah <laughs> What's the temperature like inside? Temperature's fine. Yeah. Is it is it a, a insulated, overly insulated, not insulated enough? It is insulated, but we had the windows open. It's been nice. We ju- shut the windows now. We don't want the Brendy Cox traffic uh, dash. You know, you can hear the whole neighborhood barking, effect. Barking dogs, crying children. Women with stilettos stuff. walking across his floor, that kind of stuff. But that just adds <clears throat> texture. <laughs> Yeah. Atmosphere, Anne. Atmosphere. You're right. You who are the radio expertise, you know atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go and meet the final member of our team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy. Good evening tonight, Clancy. Good day, everyone. I've been upgraded and will now produce scores accurate to 148 decimal places. Woohoo. We really need Amazing. that, don't we? We need those scores mm. up to 148 decimal those, places. Yeah, those portions of correct answers. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, let's proceed with tonight's show. Round one is our multiple choice round. In this round, each player will be asked a question. If they can answer the correct answer from a choice of three, they get two points for their side. They can, however, if they need to, choose to confer with their teammate, at which point they will only get one point. Any wrong answer will see the remaining two options offered across, where their side can win a bonus point. It's an odd-numbered show tonight, which means we're starting with the red team. Who on the red team wants to go first? I might as well. All right, Michelle, here's your question. What type of vehicle made its final journey in the city of Dublin on July the 9th, 1949? Your options are a steam train, the horse-drawn omnibus, or a tram. I think I know this one. I think we didn't see them again for 55 years. Is it the tram? Yes, it is. Yes, the last tram in Dublin, uh, as you said yourself, for 40, 40. How many years did you say there? I've already forgotten. 55? 55, 55 years. 55, yeah. That's 2004. Right. Well done. Two Lewis. points for you. 
Across we go. Who's going first, ladies? Which one are you? I'll go first. Carol is going first. Okay, Carol. <laughs> this one might have fallen right into your wheelhouse, Carol. British astronomer Fred Hoyle. waiting to see if there's any recognition here. Whilst arguing against it, coined which now famous term whilst on BBC Radio in 1949. Did he say dark matter? Did he say the Big Bang? Or did he say the solar wind? The Big Bang. The Big Bang. Yeah, I knew she knew, knew that. Right, across we go. Michal. The North Atlantic Treaty, the document that gives NATO its name, was signed on April the 4th, 1949, but in which city? Your options are A, Washington, D.C., B, Reykjavik, or C, Brussels. Uh, Washington, D.C., John. That's correct. Everyone's flying through these questions. Well done. And Anne, your question, sports question for you, Anne. Which team, who now play in the Leinster Senior League, won the second of their five League of Ireland titles in 1949? Your options are Drumcondra FC, Shelburne, or Mayfield United. And they're now playing the Leinster. The Leinster Senior League. Okay, well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Mayfield is in Cork. That rules that one out. What were the other two? Drumcondra? Drumcondra FC and Shelburne. I'll go with Shelburne. She's going with Shelburne. I should have conferred. That is incorrect. Sorry to tell you that. I should have conferred. All right. Okay, across we go. Oh, no, sorry. Well, we have the foggiest, but if, if Mayfield is in Cork, then Drumcondra sounds... <laughs> sounds a good, good option. Let's go Drumcondra. <laughs> Excellently, correctly ruled out Mayfield, and. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's the heat. I'm, I, Shelburne, I, I'm so good at conferring usually. And Shelburne I haven't actually sank down the divisions that far that they're in the Leinster Senior League yet. They're still a League of Ireland club, Shelburne. So. Oh, yeah, that shows how little I know about <laughs> soccer. Sorry. Okay, that's the end of round one. Let's go over to Clancy and we see how the scores stand. Blue to two points. Red to five points. So it's five points to two. Early lead for the red team. Okay, no fear. On we go to round number two. This is our connections round. In this round, I will give the teams two pieces of information. If they can tell me what links those two pieces of information to the year in question, they get three points on the spot. If they request a third and then a fourth piece of information, they get... Two and one points, respectively, for a right answer. Any wrong answer at any stage, you'll see the four options offered across, or the four facts, I mean, offered across, until I can get a bonus one point. We start with the team Australia, it's the blue team. Anne and Carol, here are your first two pieces of info. April the 18th and the 19th Field Battery. So we've April the 18th. And the 19th field battery. No idea. No idea. Go for another one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. April the 18th, the 19th field battery and Easter Monday. Still nothing coming. Um, No. No, I... um, This be... Yeah. And you see, I'm thinking. Um, oh, commemoration oh, there is as well. A lot of webcams here, John. A lot of writing yeah. going on here. Uh, yeah, but I don't know why Easter Monday in the 19th field battery. When it happened, it's probably 
and I did that is something I did read today yeah. and that date is kind of we're both we're thinking the it. same thing yeah. yeah is this the date that Ireland became a republic whoa yes it is correct. what has the 19th field battery got to do with it Twenty-one guns. Oh yeah, there you go. Carol knows it. Yes, oh. they they gave a uh, at one minute past midnight. They gave a twenty-one, 21 gun, gun salute uh, from O'Connell Bridge, and it was uh, his. It was the historical significance was Easter Monday. Of course, they did it on Easter Monday. Yes, it was For the anniversary the, of the Rising of the back in nineteen sixteen. Yeah. And the final clue you didn't need was John A. Costello. That's what. Yeah, he Taoiseach, was. The, he was Taoiseach at the time. Basically, that kind, of, uh, kind of brought it forward. Yeah. Okay, two points there. Well done. Mike and Michelle, over we go to you. First two pieces of info are Castle Ree and Lucy Kurtz, spelled K-U-R-T-Z. Castle Ree, as in like, spelled like Castle Ree. As in Castle Ree. That's where the prison is. Yes, exactly so. Lucy Kurtz. The location of Castle Ree Prison. Ah. But not the actual location prison of itself. Castle Ree Prison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being that specific. Really, anything ringing a bell about Lucy Kurtz? Not a Germanic sounding. I have no idea. Is there any uh, leftover POWs? <laughs> we have any? Did we left them off? Yeah, I don't know. Lucy Kurtz could be could be anything really. Yeah, another piece of info, please, John. Sure thing. So we have Castlery, Lucy Kurtz. And an Irish language term, which I hopefully will do okay with, on craving even. On craving even. I'll spell it now. C R A O I B H I F A T H E N. Craving. 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 Excuse me. A O I B H I N N. The 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 beautiful little branch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does that sound then? Maybe that might be more of a more of a uh, theater thing then, maybe or something. I don't know. Like yeah. Now Mike's trying to do some writing. I see some writing there. You see, yeah. you see some. But. <laughs> oh, sorry. Right. Okay. Or yeah. Could be I, it just dawned on me what I the hell a, the creeping even it was. I heard a penny um, dropping there. I think. It's was that the publication started by Douglas Hyde. The publication or the or journal? It, oh, yeah. Something. Uh, Douglas Hyde died that year, John. So I'm going to play Douglas Hyde. Playing Douglas Hyde oh. gets himself two points. Correct. That's how it's done. So you had Castle Reed, the birthplace of Douglas Hyde. Oh, okay. Lucy Kurtz, uh, his wife, German lady, oh. who passed away just before he became president. So she missed oh. out being Ireland's first first lady, unfortunately. On crave, some grieving even. Grieving even. His nickname and nom de plume. Nom de plume, yeah. When, oh, okay. he, when he founded Cunar uh, Naguelga. And uh, your final piece of info you didn't get to was a range of dates 25th June 1938 to 24th June 1945. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. being the beginning and end of his term as the first president. And what was the Castlery hint? He was born in Castlery. Oh. oh, I always associated him with French Park, isn't it? He, yeah. he, he lived in French Park. Ah. His dad was a Protestant rector who moved to French Park. Ah. Right, back we go to you ladies for a question three. First two pieces of info are Uncle Ben and Willie Loman, L-O-M-A-N. Oh. 
we may have landed in Anne's wheelhouse here. And what do we do with Carol's science question earlier? I know what it is, but I'm trying to think which one is it. So we have Uncle Ben and Willie Loman. I'm not sure which one it is, or is it the other one? Um. (laughs) (laughs) So it's either that one or that one. Let's let's act them out. (laughs) It's this one. It's that year. Right. What is it? You sound so... Yeah, death of a salesman. Death of a salesman, it is. Yeah, well done. Congratulations. It just took me ages. I knew who I was. Yeah, th- Arthur like I was, Miller. Yeah, Arthur Miller. I just couldn't. Arthur Miller being clue number four here that we never yeah. got to. Uh, clue three: Elia Kazan, famous theatre and film director who directed the initial run of mm. Death of a Salesman, which hit Broadway in 1949. Willie Loman and Uncle Ben, two characters in the play. Yeah. Congratulations, three points. Hmm. Final question of the round to Mike Michelle. May 23rd is your first fact and Trizone spelled T-R-I-Z-O-N-E Oh, okay hmm. So Okay How specific do you want this, John? Well, I've given you a date there Okay, well okay, talk, me, talk me through it now I'll I'm talk you through it Well, that's the, <laughs> that's the division of This is Leonard Louis oh, C going on between yeah. Carol Of, uh, of uh, that yeah. city Yeah Okay <laughs> I don't so, May, what part, what was in May then? Hmm. Was that the uh, agreement? No, the, well, the tri-zone is just the division of how it was okay. divided into the yeah. American, the but the like, British. Then, and the then the day, so. Wow, Anne, that was a, that was a huge petty drop there. Wow. Um, that's the... Because um... it was... So May twenty third and Trizone. So I think it's probably Mike the, and Michelle. the end of the, of the setup, no? Because it was tri Trizone because of three countries and then two of them got together to create I think I think you're misreading. I'm I'm misreading it. Okay. Yeah. You just talk me through that. Let's stop different talking in code. We're gonna get it right, shall we? So we might as well, well talk. You, you do have a piece of paper right there in front of you, you could just, you know, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, you just worried me with the. With the uh, I don't know. Like, I'm even wondering now, are we talking about the same clue? thing as each other? <laughs> would you like a third clue? I mean, a third, I have clues going here. I've got oh, clues. Sure, go on, John. Let's take the third clue. All right. May 23rd, Tri Zone, Conrad Adenauer. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, okay. Right, so that's, he was the first Chancellor of West Germany. So it's to do with the partition of Germany, specifically. If it's Conrad, and you're talking specifically about West Germany. West Germany, yeah. Created yeah. from French and British sides together. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah. they, they were the tree. They were the tree. Yeah. The tree. Um... So, so the creation of the West German state. <laughs> it's correct. Partition of Germany is the thing. So. It, it, yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. Germany was partitioned uh, already for seven, for a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, this it's was the date. Was more bits. Yes, indeed. It was It was even more Maybe partitioned previous. It was only, it was only... So on May 23rd, 1949, the three zones of occupation of the West German part of the Western part of Germany, namely those uh, controlled by America, Britain and France, ceded power to a West German state, or rather the Federal Republic, Federal Republic. of Germany. Conrad Adenauer was the first chancellor. And the final clue, which you didn't need, was the city of Bonn. Was the new state. Was the capital of West Germany. Right. 
So let's go. Uh, well done, everyone. That was a pretty good round. Pretty good. Here are the scores at the moment. Blue to seven points. Red to nine points. So nine points to seven. Not so bad. Let's go on with round three. This is our audio round. Good luck, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 1949 is my forte. <laughs> so in this round, I will be playing the teams a piece of music. They get a point for identifying the artist and the song title. One point. And then there will be two subsequent questions, also worth a point each. Oh. Wrong answers any stage will be offered across as potential bonuses. So we go with the team that's trailing. That is the blue team. So, ladies, here's the first piece of music for you. I found my love by the gasworks cross. Dreamed a dream by the old canal. Kissed my girl by the factory wall. That's actually later than this song was written in 1949, and that is the songwriter. That actual recording is from the 70s. But that is the songwriter of the song, Sing It Himself. So if you give us... Yeah, that doesn't help. (laughs) Okay. Just in case you're 100% relying on the sound of his voice, which mightn't be as well known as it ought to be, uh, I just want to tell you that was the songwriter. Hey, we know the name of the song, but we don't know the the name of the writer. don't know the name of the writer. Do you want to have a guess at the name of the writer? He wasn't a performer. He just wrote... Generally, um, he 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 did perform, but I think he would be well known as a songwriter. Right. Okay. Nothing even uh, for okay. Rather than saying nobody, um, no, there's nothing. Okay. Nothing coming remotely to mind. No. Do you want to just pass? Yeah. Okay, we're passing it over, Mike and Michelle. Well, we also know the name of the song. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Dirty Old Town, anyway. So you can say it aloud. Um, well, to be fair, I think the girls could have said it aloud. They, they could have as well, yeah, I know. The glory goes here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I, oh, I thought you had an inkling. Oh, I had no inkling at all. Nothing. Nothing. Um, he sounded American. American songwriter from oh, the 40s. Dirty Old Town. Yeah. Okay. It's only sounds. It only sounds like it's about Dublin because when it's sung in a Dublin accent, but it's probably about somewhere else. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to push you for an answer. Well, maybe an old canal. I don't know. Maybe it is about Dublin. No idea. <laughs> Song right? You don't know. You don't know. All right, I'll tell you all. Uh, that is indeed Dirty Old Town by Ewan McCall. Oh my goodness. No, Ewan McCall. Ewan McCall, father of Kirsty McCall. McCall. So now we have two questions for you. I had. Interesting, given Michelle has, has walked a bit down this road. The question is, Ewan McCall wrote this song about which city, the place of his birth? I presume, yeah. Mm. Oh, is it us? <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry, right. you said Michelle, Glasgow. Michelle, no, Michelle, I, I thought it was funny, had said. Oh, sorry. It's, it sounds like it's about Dublin, but probably isn't. I thought, I, I kind of went, oh, sorry. So you're saying... Glasgow. Glasgow. <laughs> Fred not. Across we go. Well, 
I always thought it was, but I know nothing. You always thought it was what about Glasgow? No, but I don't. I have no idea. Well, I don't. I don't know a canal in Edinburgh. That was the other thing that somebody said there before. Had a guess <laughs> where it's wall. You got to look for I'm guess where it's wall. Dublin. <laughs> You're going to say Dublin. I was probably wrong, like, but we've nothing better. Probably Galway now, is it? <laughs> it's Aberdeen or it's, somewhere it's like that. It's not Scotland at all, Anne, so you need to get away from oh, there. It is the city of Salford, which is right just outside Manchester. Oh. Oh. Here we go. Okay, you learn something every night. Right. <laughs> okay, I think there's a point coming here, though, ladies. Which group reached number 10 in the Irish charts oh, in 1968 not good, not with this song? 1968. Yes. Yeah, must be. The Dubliners. The Dubliners, yeah, there you go. Point for that. It was indeed the Dubliners. Okay. Bit I of a tough thought you question one. So now we go across to Mike and Michelle for their first piece of music. Are you ready? Here we go. Cheers. Hear that lonesome whippoorwill. He sounds too blue to fly. The midnight train is whining low. I'm so lonesome. Okay, so song title and artist, please. I'm so lonesome I could cry. Um, <laughs> Hank Williams. Spot on, Mike. I was a bit torn whether it was cry or die. I'm so lonesome I could die. That's really morbid thought. That's well, you know. Okay. <laughs> on that, in a way. Hank Williams died just four years later in 1953. What age was he when he passed away? Oh, I was reading about him when the movie came out a while back. Um, I think he's 29. Oh, yeah, he was. That's correct. 29. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> and the fire to say wow next to me. <laughs> <laughs> Feed him grapes. <laughs> <laughs> You're on... Uh, Thank you for sharing that. Uh, <laughs> the first person, third question three. The first person to have a hit with this song, as in they reached the top ten of the US charts, came in 1966. This was by which singer? Best known otherwise for singing the theme song to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Ooh. Oh, hold on. Hold on. So, so, so Mike has to do some thinking. No, I just have to write this for you. <laughs> you to write something for me. Okay. So this, this Who's saying that? Oh yeah. So um, Mike's part one. Name the team tune. I know who wrote Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. You know who wrote it? Yeah, I know who wrote uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm never going to get there. I could tell you who wrote it a million times over. Okay, I'm never hold on. Get just there. give me a sec. Yeah. We've got time. We've got time. We've, we've got time. <laughs> There's still time. This will all be edited um, out. I can hear him. Um, okay, I'm going to give you another five seconds. Okay. Anyone like that? I uh, know. It's not going to come. We just say. No. No. We say nothing. <laughs> okay, you're past. <laughs> Carol and Anne. It's come your way, if you can tell me who that singer was. Brought this song into the American charts, 1960. Let me see. What did I say? 66. Okay. Are you going to play something? I'm going to guess. Question is, is it going to be male or female? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. No. Afraid not. 
The man in question is called BJ Thomas. No, I no. wouldn't have. Yeah, I know it when I hear it, but yeah. I wouldn't have got there. I don't know. No. It's the rain, rain drops be falling on my head as well. That's, that's what we were. The, that's, that's what he wrote song. for me. That's the song. Think that. Like that's... I could tell you who wrote it. <laughs> you got halfway there. Okay, back we go to Carol and Anne for their piece of music. You may see a stranger across a crowded room, and somehow you know. You know, even then, that somewhere you'll see her again. Okay, so, uh, Anne and Carol, song title and performer, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, what are you playing? Some Enchanted Evening, Frank Sinatra. Ah, I'm afraid that is incorrect. <coughs> so, across we go. Mike and Michelle? <laughs> okay, and I'm not allowed to give any additional info. I'm a blabbermouth. Um, so, I think you're right with Some Enchanted Evening. I think, and we think it's Perry Como. Oh. That is correct. Okay. All right, uh, two questions for Anne and Carol, who are really loving the way this music round is going so far, but come on. Can get out of here. This song was written by Richard Rogers and Oscar Hammerstein as part of which musical? A show that debuted on Broadway in 1949 and was turned into a film nine years later. South Pacific. Yes, Carol, that's correct. South Pacific. During his career, Perry Como had 48 charting singles in the US charts. However, in Ireland, he only had five. All of these occurred in which decade? When was Perry Como's high water mark in Ireland? Yeah, Which, probably one or the other. It's one or the other of those. Hmm. <laughs> I'll let you decide. <laughs> okay, we'll go with the 50s. I'm afraid that is... Uh, <clears throat> that is not right, I'm afraid. Okay, we can talk now. You can talk we now? Can talk, we can talk now. So... I think Magic Moments was, which I hope is not another question. Um, um, well, this I is have the a feeling it was on questions. an ad in the 80s and then it became a hit in Ireland. Right. But that could be wrong. Roses, I thought. Yeah. I want to take a punt that it's the 90s because I think he died in the 90s. If it's, if it's just in the one decade and if it's not the 50s when he was big. Okay. I don't rem- I remember the 90s. I don't remember... <laughs> Well, 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 yeah, but I I remember the songs. I don't, yeah. What other songs would there be? I have no idea. Magic Moments, the other one I can think of. All right, okay. give us an answer, please. Well, I'll give an answer there. Okay, 90s. It's the 80s. It's the 60s. <laughs> no, it's none of anything that anyone has said so far. It was oh, wow. the 1970s. Oh. Uh, five I had 70s and 80s written down, but I was going leaning towards the 80s. Five records all charted between 1971 and 1974. Wow. Weird. So early 70s was Perry Como's time in Ireland. Wow. All right. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. He... Uh, we we started to catch up over. with the rest of the world. <laughs> oh, yeah, 20 years late. Catch up with Perry Como. Okay, uh, final piece of music around goes to uh, Mike and Michelle and performer and song title, please.
Oh, how oh. I love that piece of music. It's nice. Um, so you're looking for something I'd say more specific than the music from the third man, I'm thinking. Uh, you're pretty close to being specific enough. Um, yeah, it's like, it, is it called the Harry Lyme theme? It is Anton either, Cara? either or, or that, yeah. Yeah, Anton Karras. Yes, correct. Who? Uh, Anton Karras. It's a, either the Harry Lyme theme or simply theme from the third man. Okay, two questions. What nationality was Anton Karras, the composer and performer of this piece? Hmm. Dang. Karras. Okay. Uh, popped into my head, I'm going to go for the first name popped in. Hungarian. Hungarian, you say? Oh, no. <laughs> That's the noise. <laughs> that is incorrect. Across oh. we go, ladies. Yeah, that's what I thought. Greek. Afraid not. He was Austrian. Oh. All right, okay. Yeah. Should have gone close to home. And back we go, Mike and Michelle. Karis performed this song and the rest of the soundtrack to The Third Man on what kind of instrument? Oh, it consists of many strings stretched across a thin, flat body. Sorry. Uh, a zither. A you really zither. Dave there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the Dave finning. Do you want to try that again for just the edit? <laughs> ruined. Ruined it. Ruined it. <laughs> Spoiled the whole lot of it. <laughs> I saw, well, doing my research, I saw a cool, someone really patting himself on the back in some British ad agency in the late, 40, in 1949, because he was on a, I think he was on a tour of Britain, and the poster said, He'll put you in a dither with his zither. <laughs> there you go. Right, let's go and check the scores at Clancy before we take our ad break. Blue team nine points. Red team 14 points. So, five point lead for the red team. We're going to take a break. Uh, don't go away. We're back in three minutes' time. This is After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game on Clemars Community Radio. Thank you for joining us this evening, or indeed today, depending on when you're listening to it. Now, we're on the year 1949, and after three rounds, the red team, that is Mike and Michelle Coyne, are on 14 points. Five ahead of the blue team, uh, Carol Cronin and Anne McLaughlin, who are on nine points. However, all can change as we reach round four. This is our 20 questions round. In this round, uh, we'll ask the team that's in a question. If they get it right, they get a point. But they also get to keep control of the game, which means they get the next question. This can continue until most five, in a, five have been answered in a row, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they'll get a bonus sixth point for that achievement. A wrong answer, though, at any stage, we'll see it offered across the other side for a bonus, and the other side will also get the next question. Okay, we're going with the blue team, because you guys are currently trailing. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, let's get the clock lined up here. We're ready to go. Okay, question one. In March of 1949, the Irish government leased a residence in the Phoenix Park to which government for a period of 99 years? In in 2013, the government outright sold this residence, now called Deerfield House, to the same country. What country? USA. Yes, it's the USA, correct. That's where their ambassador resides. Question two. The Kingdom of Jordan gave itself its modern name in 1949 by removing which five letters from its name? Trans. <laughs> Question three. The Prohibition of Mixed Marriages Act passed in 1949 was the first law in which infamous system of laws, the name of which translates to separateness. Carol. 
Can you read that again, John? Sorry. The Prohibition of Mixed Marriages Act, passed in 1949, was the first law in which infamous system of laws, the name of which translates to separateness. So one last time. You've got uh, 30 seconds. This is the caste system in India. It is not the caste system in India. Control goes across to Mike and Michelle. Bonus point available there. The apartheid, please. Apartheid, correct. Oh, of course. Okay, you're in, and this is your next question now. The first book in which beloved series by Enid Blyton was published in 1949. In that first book, it is explained that the title character ran away from a toy shop after the owner began to make a wooden lion which scared the character. Uh, yeah, must be. Um, Naughty? Is correct. I didn't know Naughty's backstory. No, that's <laughs> traumatic. <laughs> yeah, that book one apparently is all the back, the, the origins, the origins of Naughty. The origin yeah. story of Naughty. Yeah. The prequel will be shot any day now. Yeah. Next question. The man who was elected as the first president of independent Indonesia in 1949 had been born Kusno. Salzrad Ihardio in 1901. However, following local custom, after surviving a childhood illness, he was renamed what? I read this person's name today, but it didn't stick. Um, That's called the Andrew Newman effect. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's one of them. It's one uh, of the Andrew Newman effects. Oh, yeah, what did, I, what did I say it sounded like? It sounded like... The, what, I said it sounded like something else to Mike to try and remember it. <laughs> so once again, I'll read it out. The man who was elected as the first president of yeah. independent Indonesia in 1949. Saranko? Say that again, please. Saranko? Saranko, I'm afraid not. Oh, no. <clears throat> Cross we go. And, and Carol, you're getting the next question. But you might get a bonus here. Okay, it was Sukarno. Oh, he was very close, wasn't he? Yeah, you were. Sukarno. Sukarno. What did I say? It sounded like so. No, I, I think you had the right kind of syllables in the wrong mm-hmm. order. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Anne and Carol, your question. On July 27th, the Comet, manufactured by the De Havilland Company in Hertfordshire in the UK, was launched. It was the world's first example of what type of vehicle? Jet Airline. Jet airline. Yeah, a jet airliner is correct. In 1949, the Irish rugby team defeated Scotland 6-0 at which stadium? A ground they would not play again until 2007. Croke Park. Afraid not. Cross we go, Mike and Michelle. I don't have the foggiest. It's, it's, it's Goodison Park, isn't it? What? what? Wait, what was, say the question again. In Sorry, 19... I know, I probably didn't hear it right now because I think I'll read it one more time. About the other one. In 1949, the Irish rugby team. <laughs> oh, the rugby, rugby team. Yeah, defeated no Scotland percent. 6-0 in which stadium, a ground they would not play in again until 2007. Okay. Right, so. This is only a bonus, so I can't give you more yeah, than maybe I, 20 I only seconds. Know one Scottish ground. That's a presuming it's in Scotland. Um... 
know what? They would have played in Murrayfield plenty of times in the meantime. Uh, maybe it was in Dublin. Maybe uh, Daily Mount. Daily Mount Park? Yep. Mm. Afraid not. It was Ravenhill Stadium in Belfast. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Wouldn't have got there, me, anyway. Okay, you're, you're in, uh, Mike and Michelle, and this is your question. One of the best-selling songs of 1949 was by Vaughan Munro and his orchestra. Subtitled A Cowboy Legend, what was the name of this song, later recorded famously by Johnny Cash? Johnny Cash, yeah, yeah. Ghost Riders in the Sky. Yes, it was Ghost Riders in the Sky, correct. Which golfer, one of Ireland's leading performers in the sport in the 1940s and 50s, finished second at the 1949 Open Championship following a playoff against Bobby Locke. This occurring after he had been affected by an extraordinary incident in the second round involving a broken beer bottle. That's so funny. I, that beer bottle thing was one of the... Was in a, a comic I read when I was a kid and I was wondered, did he hit it out of the beer bottle or was it next to the beer bottle or why was he being like I believe shot? it was next to the beer bottle. Yeah, it was, it was always a more glamorous idea. Inside like, inside of the beer say. bottle. Um, Harry Bradshaw, anyway, was the golfer. Harry Bradshaw is correct. On the 21st of August 1949, authorities in the Vatican announced that they had believed they had uncovered the bones of which early leader of the Christian church in the catacombs beneath Rome. Not sure did they ever go back on this, but I think they're the bones of St. Well, supposedly the bones of St. Peter. Mm. Sorry, oh, are, sorry, are you playing sorry, that? Peter, John. It's correct. Yes, uh, they came back about 15 years later and said, they are the bones of St. Peter. Okay. Oh, I, I'm not well, sure they, they know best. We think it is. It is. And here's yeah. the memory. Apparently, there's yeah. three heads of St. John in different parts of Rome. <laughs> yeah. I never knew he had three heads. Yeah. <laughs> Nor did he. Yeah. <laughs> if he had two, he'd be St. Zaphod mm. Rocks. <laughs> Rome is a very interesting place for these kind of relics. Yeah. yeah. Where are we? Mike and Michelle, you're on three there. So, number four. Adopted in August 1949, an international agreement concerned with the protection of civilian persons in time of war. This document was the fourth in a series associated with which European city? Oh, Geneva. The Geneva Convention. Mm. Correct, yes. That was the fourth Geneva Convention. And for five in a row, which author was forced to flee his native Chile through the Andes to Argentina in March 1949? He would dramatically recount his escape from his native land in his Nobel Prize acceptance lecture in 1971. Uh, say to me, say to me. I don't know it. Okay, sorry. Uh, Pablo Neruda. Like the way Mike wants you to feel involved there, Michelle, for a second. I don't know why he wants me to say it directly to him. If I don't, <laughs> don't tell John if you know it. No, don't, like, don't, don't, say, don't say something in, in, in the kind of... No, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't All know. right. Uh, over we go to Anne and Carol. First presented in 1949, what is the name of the annual set of awards that recognise excellence in the US television industry? Emmys. Correct, it is the Emmys. Sorry, next one. Right. On June 14th, Albert II became the first mammal to enter space on the US Hermes Project V2 rocket, reaching an altitude of 83 miles or 134 kilometres, but unfortunately dying on impact after his parachute failed. What kind of creature was Albert II? Monkey. Oh, there you go. Didn't you leave the clock on that one, Carl? Very good. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so much. It's because it sounds like a monarch. 
<laughs> I was going to monkey. I was going to say Monaco. <laughs> and then I started laughing the most about the dying and impact and I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> We're oh, learning so much about you tonight, it Michelle. Wasn't funny. That monkey died so you could have satellite TV. <laughs> <laughs> One, one That's on his gravestone. Thank you, Albert. You... Thank you, Albert. First. Yeah. Second chance. Second. Second chance. Sorry, Albert. Yeah, who doesn't care about Albert the first? We don't know what he did. Uh, he probably just made it onto the spaceship. He didn't actually get <laughs> off the ground. Anyway, well done, if, said, if no, I might I'll get back to the quiz now for a second. Yeah. Anne and Carol, yeah. which fast food dish of German origin, consisting of steamed then fried pork sausages? typically cut into slices and seasoned with a curried ketchup, is attributed to Hertha Hauer in Berlin in 1949. Oh, you're right, yes. Currywurst. Currywurst is correct. Mm-hmm. Mm, Love that Nom, nom. Now, bratwurst is nice. Okay. Which Irish music legend, who would ultimately pass away at the age of just 36 in 1986, was born in Hallam Hospital in West Bromwich, England, on August the 20th of 1949? He died in... He died aged just 36 in 1986. Oh, no, that was 1984. 86. Um. <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. Yeah. Phil Innes. Phil Innes, correct. Yeah, I was thinking Luke Kelly, but he was earlier. And four or five in a row. On July 27th, which nation's rugby team defeated the New Zealand All Blacks by 10 points to 8 in an exhibition match in Bulawayo. Still the only non-test nation ever to achieve this feat. How do you spell Bulawayo? Are right. you joking? Bulawayo. B-U-L-A-W-A-Y-O. On July 27, oh. 1949, which nation's rugby team defeated oh, no, the New Zealand it's, All Blacks it's a non- by non-test. 10 points to 8 in a... <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> in an exhibition match no, in Bulawayo. Still the only non-test nation ever to achieve this feat. Bulawayo. I know the name. It's not that, no. I'll have a guess. 20 seconds left. Okay, I'm going to guess Tonga. Mm. not. Sorry, Anne. Okay, across we go. Mike and Michelle, potential bonus what, for you here. Was it jo- um, Rhodesia? Yes, it was. Bulawayo is second largest city in Zimbabwe. Mm. And of course, back then, Zimbabwe was called Rhodesia. <clears throat> right, your question, Mike and Michelle. Written the year before, which famous novel was published in June 1949? It's set in a fictional future in which Great Britain is known as Airstrip One and has become a province of a super-state named Oceania. It's 1984. It is, 1984, correct. On the 4th of May, 1949, a Fiat G212 of Italian Airlines crashed into the retaining wall at the back of the Basilica of Superga, which stands on a hill overlooking Turin. This plane was carrying the entire squad of which football club? Italy's dominant team at the time, who were all killed in the crash. One of those kind of happy incidents that I was listening to a podcast about this last week. Oh, that, that's um, very interesting. What it was, the incident it's, itself wasn't too happy. But, well, uh, no. It was about Matt Busby, but I was talking about Matt Busby doing the same thing that this club did, and they were Torino. Yes, they were Torino, correct. 
And the final question of the set, question 20. At the 1949 Academy Awards, which film became the first non-American movie to win the Best Picture Oscar? Okay, so... Um, Clarify this again first, John. The 1949, is that the ones that take place in that year or the ones that take place in the next year? This is the that one year? that took place in 1949. That's, that's not the right choice, But the fact that's is still no. the same fact. Which is the first non-American film to win the best picture? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it would be a 1948 movie, therefore. Uh, let's see, 49 Oscars. Um, I think with um, Hamlet. Hamlet. Forsooth, oh. you are correct, sir. Forsooth. <laughs> and that brings the end of the quiz. So let us go and check the final scores with our man Clancy. Blue to 16 points. Red to 26 points. Okay, so in the end, uh, the last few questions suited you very nicely. And uh, so it's a 10-point win for the red team in Galway. Congratulations, Mike and Michelle. Thanks, John. And commiserations to Anne and Carol. Yeah. Good quiz. <laughs> They're keeping quiet. They're keeping yeah. Anne, Carol, you okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will say uh, goodbye and good night to everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget. It has been an education, John. Thank you. <laughs> Bad cough there. Don't forget, um, if you're listening to us like. on a podcast, you can check out the podcast extras coming up right now in about three, no, in about 10 seconds' time. And for the rest of us, I'll say goodbye and good night, and thank you for tuning in. Bye. Podcast Extra. Andrew wanted to tell us all the pericomo effect. Come on, into the microphone. Come on, Andrew, tell us about pericomo. Podcast, extra. Power, pericomo fact with Andrew Newman. I need okay. a jingle for this. No, he was born in 1908, so I think he died in 1995 or, so, or thereabouts. I'm not entirely sure the date of death. But apparently he was a uh, barber and a person who is a record executive or somebody like that was getting his hair cut and he was singing. And he said, oh, would you like a record deal? Now, he was a bit... He, he, he became famous a bit later than, say, Frank Sinatra, but they were quite rivals in that musical genre. And then uh, in the 70s, he changed his style a little to Frank Sinatra, though. That's all. Thank you, Andrew. Okay. So he was a barber who was who was singing and a record some, label something like that, yeah. executive sat down in the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sounds like something from the Perry Como story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Does such a thing exist, or who would have started? Andrew Newman is Perry Como in the Perry Como story. No, Andrew's definitely the record exec in this situation. He's going to sit down in that chair and he's going to offer Perry Como the record contract. My brother-in-law used to work for Roundtree, and that was in the Roundtree ad, right? So, hang on, you were in a Roundtree ad? No, my listen to me, my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law used to work for Roundtree, right? And that song was used in the Rountree ads, remember? Magic, Magic Moments, Moments right. right? Yes. And I always associate Perry Como with that song and a massive box of chocolates you yes. used to get every Christmas. Yeah. What, what chocolates? What box of chocolates was it for? Um, 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 what's the call to John? Dairy milk? No. No, no, no. no they were Rountrees, oh. yeah. They were... Um... Double centres. No. Roses. <laughs> Say more sweets. No. 
Roses are Cadbury's. All I've got round tree is fruit pastilles. No, 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 they're chocolates. Quality streets, quality streets, quality streets. Why didn't they do that on the street where you live for that one? I don't know that. And you know, I heard of sweets yesterday that I don't ever recall seeing before. Lucky numbers. Does anyone does anyone remember lucky numbers? Nope. No. No, what was in them? The Cadbury's lucky numbers. And they're out in the fifties and the sixties. Oh come on, Anne. How are we going to the 60s? I don't remember sweets. Maybe the 70s. All right. With that, I think you're done. Andrew's done. Bye, Andrew. Bye. Okay. That's probably going to be the next question. Wait till you see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and our luck tonight. That would be funny. All right, here we go. Come back in. Question two. The Kingdom of Jordan gave itself its modern name in 1949 by removing which four letters... From its previous name. That would be five letters. It would have been five letters. Let's read the question again. <laughs> Even the answer has five letters. <laughs> Do you want the answer? The Kingdom of Jordan gave itself its modern name in 1949 by removing which five letters from its name? Trans. <laughs> I, I even have the trans written there. What's wrong with me? I don't know. <laughs> Podcast sex. Tran. Tran. Tran Jordan, yeah. Tran Jordan. Tran Jordan. <laughs>